0: Welcome to the Raising Vibrations podcast, where your hosts Simon and Jennifer connect to discuss the gift of evolutionary astrology, our personal inspirations, and our passion for knowledge as a guiding light in these times of change. Welcome to episode four of the Raising Vibrations podcast, and uh, today's title is understanding and exploring relationships and everything that's you know can be associated with how relationships work. Um.
1: Yeah, we're actually doing um, a YouTube um, series on relationships, and as we were doing these different episodes, recording episodes today, we got into a discussion and thought it would be a nice thing to share with you all um, how we view relationships and how we work with them and what we have learned through the astrology and you know studies of human design and astrology of how we can support ourselves in our relationships and the growth um, of each individual as we meet each other as the mirror of the yeah, other is that's right. reflected.
0: And and I think it's I, I like I like how this conversation is happening between us because with within our own personal composite chart we've got. I think four planets in the eighth house in Libra, mm-hmm. you know, and then our moon and Venus is in the seventh house. So we've got, and we're both Pluto Libra generation. So mm-hmm. this, we're constantly exploring the nature of how relationships are operating, not only in our own personal lives, but, you know, just in general, um, with, you know, with everybody, actually, there's, there's almost like a, <laughs> there's almost like a, uh, uh, a, a very intense focus,
1: Yeah, it's just so fascinating to understand or to see how we, you know, interact as human beings and how we evolve through those interactions and how we can learn to understand the dynamics more deeply. So, I mean, one of the things is like, did you know that a relationship itself has, like when you look at the astrology chart, that um, a composite chart is like the actual relationship as a third entity. You know, what the two individuals, as they meet and come together, what their relationship is holding space for them to grow through as an entity in and of itself. And I mean, that in itself is just so amazing to understand that we can evolve, like we can actually look at the relationship as separate. And then if we look at a synastry chart, for example then we are looking at how the two individuals are like m- how they meet
0: yeah
1: how n- not just how they meet as in you know when they meet each other but how their energy dynamics are interacting with one another and what that brings out in each another each other yeah and how um they are you know what they are working through karmically
0: and it, it's uh, i think it's a really interesting point to make about not only this topic but also what you just shared because you know pluto libra generation we are the ones born i think 1970 to 1970 to 1983 um you know we we've got a highly sensitized uh relationship <laughs> towards relationships it's So we're evolving through these things and um, throughout my conversations with people, you know, doing astrology readings, whenever I've come across Pluto Libras, there's always that theme of how am I able to be in a relationship and, you know, what's fair and what's equal and what's balanced. And Mm -hmm. I think up until this point in time, our sense of understanding how relationships work have been not necessarily limited, but we've had, there's more now that we can explore. And the key with the Pluto Libras, what that I've discovered was that their polarity point is Aries. Right. So it's like, oh, hold on. So if we explore ourselves as the root, Mm -hmm. then, then our relationships actually get better. Whereas in the past, it's always been about how can the other person change to meet our needs? Yeah. And that's, you know, really where uh, a lot of uh, well, at least that's what's my enthusiasm with today's conversation, because I I myself not only came to that realization at a very intense level, but it, it also it also prompted me through my own kind of um, understanding of my human design, which we'll get into, you know, that that was actually the turning point. That's the switch. That's that's how we actually become uh, more available in relationships or how we can commune with others in a yeah. way that's that's more balanced.
1: Yeah, and how we can um, have our own needs met more. Mm. You know, we we stop ourselves a lot of times from being able to have our own needs met by focusing so intensely on the other rather right. than on ourselves. Yeah, it's fascinating. And all the different ways that we can evolve through relationships, you know, all the different... Um, Angles that we can see that evolution through It's just incredibly fascinating So going back to the composite chart and understanding that the relationship itself has its own like Energetic dynamic that you know that we bring together in the relationship um, Just understanding that and having the astrology as a reflection Can help us to move through those dynamics and confront ourselves in the areas that we are likely to feel resistance to evolve, which is exactly normally the dynamics that we are needing to move through. And it's incredibly supportive to understand these things because these are our shadow aspects. So, the reason why, like Simon was saying, that relationships that we are changing the way we interact with relationships. Yeah. It's because we are becoming more aware of our shadow. We are becoming more aware of our unconscious self. And these are the things that we would generally be projecting onto the other.
0: Yeah,
1: And as we become more aware of that, we are less likely to project it and more likely to embody those aspects of ourselves but of course we always have you know a shadow side to evolve through so we we are learning through those projections <laughs> you know this well, it reminds a...
0: me of the meme that we found the other day where uh, it said it had two pictures uh on one on top of each other and the the first picture said um age of 21 hey hi you look pretty cool let's hang out and be friends you know just going to explore this and then it, the next picture was when you were like thirty three or something like that, and it said, um, "Tell me how much of your inner work are you doing, so that I know that in the relationship you're not going to project that onto me." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it was like looking at two, at the different stages of of how relationships operate, and it is true that you know, and and that's again one of my um, one of the things that I learned about myself through. Uh, understanding my human design was when when I'm exploring this healing process and how I'm exploring it with inside of myself, I became aware of how little support there is for people to be able to work through this um, kind of energy that's coming up to the surface you know so we're we're having all of this material come to the surface, and people are getting confused, they can't understand it. You know, what is it about? They can't identify it. And it's actually, it it causes a lot of like pain and suffering. Um, And that's why, again, like I said, there's there's so much enthusiasm around talking about this conversation and and highlighting the importance of exploring a composite chart with um, with yourself and the partner and looking at your individual charts uh, to understand your own dynamics and how they interplay.
1: Yeah, exactly. You can't look at it. You can't just look at the composite chart. You actually, when you're doing a a relationship reading, what we would do is look at um, the two individuals and their own karmic dynamics. And then you take the composite chart and you look at the actual relationship dynamics that you're evolving through. And then you take a third layer of the sinistry chart and look at how the two of you are interacting with one another, how you're experiencing one another. So there are many different layers to explore in our relationships. And, I mean, we're not just talking about intimate relationships. Mm. We're talking about, you know, our relationship to our children, our parents, um, friendships. But obviously the closer, you know, family and intimate relationships, they're the ones that are going to trigger us the most because basically the other um, is the mirror, that we see ourselves through, that we understand ourselves through. And the closer that person is to us, the closer we are holding that mirror. And the more of ourselves, you know, the things that we maybe don't want to see or or aren't able to see is revealed to us. And that is how these triggers work.
0: Right. And that's, you know, while you were saying that, I was thinking to myself how sometimes it can be, very uncomfortable to go through that process and i think that's a lot of the reason as to why we you know we don't tend to um do that all the time Mm -hmm. um and that was really what i was sharing right in the beginning of the conversation with that you know because we have so much scorpio libra in our in our composite Mm -hmm. charts and you know there's an indication that we we spend a lot of time analyzing these things so we're like oh this is just normal you know this is what you do but we've got a lot of feedback where that's that's not necessarily what you want to do every single day of your life (laughs) It's like hi okay let's process this material that just came to the surface yeah um but we have we that's what this inspiration is that we we've seen through using these different tools like human design and um, gene keys and astrology that we've been able to unlock and open quite a lot of uh, these dimensions of ourselves and bring them yeah. more into ourselves, which is really, really, really the heart of any um, healthy relationship is how much more can you bring to yourself that then yeah. becomes available for the other. So it's like a communion with the other um, and you're giving your, you're giving something of yourself to the other as they are doing for you. And that's really what you kind of want to work towards, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, and it, this is a means of... of you know, deepening our own connection to self. Right. You know, it's not the only means, like it's not like you have to have an intimate relationship to do that. All relationships will function in one way or another as that mirror. It's just that, you know, an intimate relationship and the challenges that come along with that are, are connected to the, you know, how much we are wanting to confront ourselves. Ultimately.
0: Well, like, here's an example of, of an actual experience, okay? So, um, like, between myself and um, my mum, you know, we have a seventh house Pluto uh, relationship, composite relationship, and it's in the, the sign of Virgo. And we tend to go through these cycles where there's a crisis, where we kind of need to meet each other in a fair way. And, um, you know, b- between ourselves, having the astrology for us to objectify That seventh house dynamic, it was very easy to connect with what was necessary or how to approach the situation, Mm. and in that space, um, it brought a lot more it brought an opportunity for uh, processing Mm. and and uh, clearing out what essentially will be you know confusing or you know not being able to understand why it was happening.
1: Exactly, I mean to bring to be able to realize and and to look at the there being this need in the relationship for uh, some sort of um fairness and balance between the two of you and how you meet each other, and then to actually be able to talk about that or to you know bring that up or bring that to your awareness is so supportive, yeah you know? it, and because of the relationship having you know that dynamic obviously these are the core themes in the relationship and always have been so sure
0: exactly and it and it helps it helps you integrate really i I think that that's the key word is is the ability to to integrate those experiences and with greater integration or greater uh, understanding uh, you can lead to more harmonious type yeah. of interaction or you acceptance know acceptance acceptance the way the
1: relationship is mm-hmm. and to see it for what it is and how you are you know learning and growing through those dynamics. and if if that's already you know available in the chart, then then that's exactly what it's supposed to be.
0: Yeah, that's right. Well, you know, the, the other side of this conversation is also that um, what I've also noticed is how it can create confusion because <laughs> a lot of people come through and there's a lot of fear yeah. that naturally arises. Oh, I've read that Mars square Pluto in the chart is going to represent a, an ending of the relationship, which mm. naturally brings up certain insecurities within people. Yes. And and that's something that I think is also very important to, to address within like the the way that we can look at composite charts or synastry charts. Yeah. Because it might not be that the relationship is going to do that at all. And, you know, we, we might have a certain um, insecurity within ourselves and we could bring that to the relationship and the composite chart is the vehicle that triggers it in you, but it's not about the relationship, right?
1: Exactly. I mean, and the end in... You know, endings or rebirths, any Plutos, any Scorpio dynamics in a chart or transits to a relationship chart or aspects between the couple can always mean evolution as much as it can mean an ending of something. Like, it doesn't necessarily mean that something is going to... um, Like, say, Pluto enters the seventh house um, in the the relationship chart Hmm. and that can mean that that the relationship is... Well, it can mean that the relationship is going to transform or end. Yep. You know, there is going to be a need to transform and change the dynamics of the relationship.
0: Yeah, exactly. And
1: um, as those dynamics r- present themselves, you know, the couple will become aware of it.
0: And it's, that's... But that's also got, to, you know... It's also got to do with how well we understand these outer planetary transits, exactly and yeah, I think um again, it's we don't have a lot of information available to us to to help process these outer planetary transformations that take place for us, like Uranus about to hit your seventh house, and all of a sudden you decide to you know radically want to be more social, and mm-hmm. that changes the relationship dynamic, and this is where um. Working with the synastry chart and um, communicating what that transit's is going to be like can help the relationship, you know, essentially not stabilize, but uh, integrate. Well, be consciously aware
1: of what's taking place and mm. therefore actually approaching these because these are unconscious impulses yeah. that are surfacing. And if you can approach them with awareness, then you can see the dynamics playing out.
0: That's right. I mean,
1: it's a beautiful way to um, process the changes in a relationship or, you know, in your life in general. Like, I love to look at um, solar return transits. I love solar return charts and to look at them in the beginning, like every birthday, to go (laughs) through the chart and to see what. This year is going to be, what's the theme of this year? You know, what am I going to be evolving through? what And for the children and Simon and friends and family. And then watching those dynamics play out and having this observation correlation throughout the year. Like watching, you know, the dynamics present themselves, the, the confrontations that, you know, we go through where we need to evolve through different you know in different directions and learn different things and open ourselves up and evolve and what those themes are Um, and it's the same with relationships it's just like over a longer time span and um, as Simon was saying there is a lot of fear and there's a lot of projections and for people who do study astrology sometimes there is you know people are looking at charts and trying to predict if they are compatible
0: yeah that's a big thing
1: and i don't think like with simon and myself we we've, we've looked at like we look at our human design charts out you know relationship chart now human design and there's a in human design they define it in certain ways the energy dynamics in the relationship and um, the one that we have is very open. It's like we are dealing with a lot of um, energy um, moving through the relationship. So the name of that type of relationship um, dynamic when broken down into just one sentence is called better to be free. And going into that, what what the human design... Um, what he was actually meaning, what Ra, the teacher, was actually meaning by this was that in a consensus relationship where it's all about, you know, the relationship, then you're going to be pulled in very many different directions consistently because there's a lot of energy moving through the relationship. Basically, you're going to be so busy that you won't have time to, to have a connection.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, for Simon and myself... The relationship, firstly, is not about the relationship. You know, it's not like our relationship is about just this, you know, relationship, you know, this love connection. Of course, that is the, the basis of it. But we are, the relationship is what we are evolving through. And we are learning about ourselves. And we are evolving ourselves. And we're confronting ourselves through the relationship. And then not only that, but the the many things that we are working on, we're working on together. Sure. So we are consistently working with other people in different ways um, to support them. So we are dealing with a lot of energy. So these things can be very, like th- they, they can feel threatening when we look at these definitions, like a Venus square Uranus or something like that, and we can just suddenly paint doom and gloom on the relationship and it can actually be a really beautiful thing
0: yeah well you know uh, a conversation that or uh, a topic of conversation that we want to have soon is this this dynamic of transiting from or moving from saturn realm to the Uranian realm Mm. and what that means essentially especially when you look at astrology or anything, but particularly astrology because this is our conversation or human design, and why those fear dynamics come up is we're inherently still looking at the way that relationships operate through the Saturn lens. Mm -hmm. And so because Saturn or structure wants to hold things in a safe way because that's its function, Mm -hmm. then anything that essentially has a more Uh, quantifiable or something that exists outside that boundary, anything that represents that will threaten the relationship. So we Mm -hmm. can see like a Uranus square Venus in a composite chart. And if we look at it from a Saturn perspective, we're immediately trying to uh, protect our fears Mm -hmm. of what is essentially going to threaten security. Whereas from a more Uranian perspective, which is encompassing more of a soul dynamic we're actually seeing that the potential, that, that somewhere within the relationship, there is a uh, need to liberate from pre-existing values that have come before this relationship. And that can show up as a radical idealization of, hey, let's maybe try this out instead of that. Yeah. And let's embrace that dynamic because it wants to expand us. It wants to grow us. Because when you look at the, the nature of the cosmos, it is expanding. And we are expanding. So when we take a more of an expansive attitude towards what the relationship is representing and what the chart is actually revealing to us, which I want to talk about as well, then those planetary archetypes, almost they get reshaped Mm -hmm. through that lens and it becomes more of a... You can actually accept the experience more.
1: Exactly, exactly. And it's like we we could... Look at a relationship like meet someone and feel this incredible connection, and then look at the chart, the composite charts, and compatibility, and go like and believe that you're incompatible in some way. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, we have so many things that would be if we were to, yeah, you know, like that's right, like um, uh, Gemini Moon, Scorpio Moon. Yeah, like we've talked about before. I mean, these things, but they they work so well together it's just it's just that we so you have need to play to... on
0: the, the 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 dynamics of what they represent individually
1: yeah and yeah. within the context of the yeah. entire chart as yeah. well the individual like the totality mm.
0: exactly their individual it, uh, what i mean by that is more like um gemini's individuality is communication through connectivity whereas mm-hmm. scorpio's individuation is more about penetration to the depth mm-hmm. and so when you can allow both of those E- essences to hold space in the same place there actually is a beautiful connection even though those two archetypes can't see each other yeah you know because scorpio looks at gemini and says you're too superficial <laughs> and gemini's like dude not everything needs to go to the surface <laughs> beneath the surface <laughs> these don't penetrate to the bottom they just collect the pollen at the top <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah so that's exactly i mean when we when you what we are ultimately doing is learning um unconditional love and I don't mean in I mean in every aspect of our life that this is where we are striving for and I don't mean unconditional love as in we will accept any kind of experience or behavior but what I mean is that we allow people to be themselves then we can still have our personal boundaries of what is okay for us but we're not trying to put those boundaries around another person and say, I need to define you this way so that I can feel happy and safe and secure in my life. Or I need you to act this way because I, it's, it makes me feel uncomfortable when you act like yourself. So unconditional love, the way I understand it, is like just complete acceptance of another person as they are. And this is a difficult thing to do. I mean, this is, this is hard for everyone in different areas of our lives. I mean, sometimes it's, it's easier than others. But um, a way that we can do that more easily and embrace another person is by, I mean, what I find at least is by understanding their astrology chart, their uniqueness Understanding, I mean, we use the human design, gene keys, like all of these different methods, but primarily then human design and astrology chart to see them and see their uniqueness and see, like, identify how that uniqueness is working. And maybe then to apply the same to myself you know so we look at ourselves and how our uniqueness is and we look at another and how their uniqueness is and then we can look at how we interact and trigger one another and what challenges that might bring up for us so by just by doing that we can really learn a lot and grow in ways that are that can be very challenging and difficult otherwise without that awareness
0: like so so I, I liked what you shared about um you know boundary and uh trying to you know t- learning to accept the other person it's been it's been my observation that a lo- the 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 structure of society and human relations has has need it's not needed it's it's formed itself where the other and the behavior of the other is is how we control each other right Uh, because of our inherent like non-understanding of ourselves inherently the the attention is not on self-awareness it's on um, how to keep the structures and the roles that we need to play in place and we essentially police each other a lot Um, and one of the things that i think is changing with the Pluto and Libras as they in you know allow the polarity point of Aries to come into play is that the more we discover the dynamics about ourselves and the more that we understand that and experience that, the more we're able to recognize our individual needs, which leads to an individuation process. Mm-hmm. It's only at that point do you recognize the other as individual. Yeah. And that's what's so crucial about healthy relationship dynamic is you really really can't accept another if you can't accept yourself Mm -hmm. and we don't have a society where that gets like or we don't have a world that focuses on that as a major priority it's not beneficial to many structures in place and so that not being the case we have we have a there's a trap essentially and that trap is that we put boundaries on the other person to behave where we don't know how to individuate ourselves. That's really what it's about. Yeah. Um, and I think that a very big part of my own personal life's work is about that, to be honest, um, in terms of sharing, because the more, the more that you can recognize the dynamics in yourself, the more you can recognize it as, a, as an individual expression of the other person.
1: Yeah. I love that. And it's, it's so hard to sometimes see where, you know, these parts of ourselves that we are not, that we are projecting onto the other and trying to find through the other and then placing those expectations on the other person where we are failing to meet those things in ourselves. And, I mean, then you can explain that with the natural zodiac.
0: Yeah, I was just going to share with you Mm. that, you know, we've got um, the essential needs formula that EA brought through. Um, And uh, we actually have on our website a whole entire video teaching, right, that explains the nature of what the essential needs are and how you can see that in the natural zodiac, like with Capricorn and Cancer and the natural square from Capricorn to, to Libra and the, the square from cancer to Libra, it reveals that whole entire psychological dynamic of you know putting the boundaries over the other person uh, and where where our unconscious emotional material essentially be, becomes um, the security in the relationship I and mean, we try to protect that security because the relationship has been identified as that security right that's so with the essential needs uh, formula, we have uh, the, cycle, well, the, the sign of Pisces, and we have then the sign of Taurus, and both of those signs make a what is called a 150-degree um, blind spot angle or inconjunct to the sign of Libra. Okay, so we have Libra, uh, Taurus, and Pisces, and Pisces reflects to us where our unconscious separation, in other words, what we carry into this lifetime that would have been shaped by our early life environment, so the this, this shadowness of us. The Taurus archetype will reflect our inner relationship to ourself and how we recognize those needs. And then, of course, Libra will reflect where we, from Libra to Pisces, will reflect where we um, will project the ultimate idealization of what we think the relationship is. And Taurus will be where we won't project the, the needs of our needs into the relationship and there will be a natural crisis with both of these with Libra and, uh, sorry not Libra, but Taurus and Pisces, there will be a natural crisis that will take place and this is what the blind spot angle does. So relationships are mirrors and they mirror where our unmet needs are that we are learning to meet for ourselves and where we will place an idealization of what the relationship symbolizes and ultimately the relationship will always reflect to us where those need to be integrated, and that's actually what is called the path to spirit. It's a very, it's a very um, profound way to objectify what the sort of soul story is that you carry inside of yourself, and then how that actually plays out in a relationship. Just for my own personal story, you know, I have Capricorn ruling my twelfth house, which is this this Pisces energy. And so I naturally look to the sign of Saturn, you know, the planet of Saturn in my chart. And it sits in the 10th house in Scorpio. You know, so where I tend to, in a relationship, I tend to uh, bring more of a abandonment of the father or mother figure into the relationship. And um, I learn through kind of needing to become my own parent, Through the relationship, the relationship teaches me how to become my own parent in a very, you know, very vague, um, just paint brushing this type of um, storyline and how it works. And it allows me to go, oh, okay, I can see how I'm placing this expectation of you parenting me in the relationship and where I am unable to meet that need inside of myself. But now through the crisis, which is essentially the the inconjunct, I recognize that that is a need I need to fulfill in myself. And we all have this, we all bring this, this 12th house, the second house and the seventh house dynamic to a relationship. And that's fundamentally what, why relationships are going to be difficult, because we don't know these things. Mm. And because we don't know these things, we, we try to figure it out. And you know, sometimes we're successful through you know, insights that arise, but the acceleration of understanding that can be amplified be, with something like understanding the essential needs.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And those essential needs can be very different to the different people in the relationship. So imagine, like Simon and myself, we share um, the same house dynamics, like our our, um, second house is ruled by um, Pisces for both of us. So we both bring a dynamic of having these transcendental values, and that is something that is supportive for us. But say I had, um, you know, Aries ruling <laughs> my second yeah, house yeah. instead. <laughs> you know, that that would bring a very different dynamic to the relationship, even though we could still have the same, you know, ninth house relationship and everything. But, I mean, the dynamics bring it brought to that relationship and what happens, you know, how we, the different... Um, aspects that and situations that we are needing to confront through that relationship and learn through would look vastly different
0: yeah and that's and that's like so let's take this example again you know one person has um aries ruling the second house the other person has venus ruling the second house now if we were to take away this understanding of this astrology and these two people interacting with each other there can be a lot of um Complications in how you can meet the other. This is the key. How do I meet the other? Mm-hmm. Which is really, essentially, maybe the topic of this conversation. It, the, the title is "How do we meet the other?" Yeah. Because, you know, through experiences, whether and that that can be traumatic or it can be subtle, that you would find a way to deal with each other with these indifferences.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But with a tool like astrology and human design, then what happens is we can go, okay, I can see how your need for, you know, an exciting experience is pulling you to go and rock climb. I don't really feel like that at this point in time. Mm-hmm. I kind of just want to chill out and, you know, uh, play video games as an example. Pisces in the second house, right, to space out. And so then how do you how do you form a, an agreement with each other? Like how do you work with each other in that way? You can firstly see, okay, this is not something you're doing to me. This is something that's a natural desire in you for your evolution. Um, and then that's where the real work can become like bridge between each other and say, hey, let's make a deal or something.
1: Yeah. So that mm. comes back again to um, accepting our differences, accepting each other's uniqueness. And there is another tool that came to mind that is absolutely amazing and supportive for relationships, which is nonviolent communication. And um, we've been exploring this about not like deeply intensely, but um, we've been applying it as much as uh, we have needed to. And it's a, a way of communicating, it's actually a needs based communication. And it's not only understanding. Our own needs in a situation. It's recognizing our own needs and what needs we want to be met rather than projecting those needs onto the other and, um, you know, creating conflict. We're actually identifying our own needs and maybe identifying the other person's needs, hearing them, and then being able to meet in a way that is, you know, that brings that understanding and awareness rather than just getting tangled up in a mess of projections and, and conflict, which we often do because mm. when our needs are not being met, we feel
0: hurt. Exactly. And let's, let's, just, let's just point a very sharp arrow at exactly what are some of the issues that take place with relationships. Firstly, our attitude towards them, our relationship to relationships Mm. is that it's heavily conditioned and shaped by culture. And we first have to clear out a lot of that um, gender role stuff, that conditioning, how you internalized your mom and dad and what their roles were and what they felt was valuable and not. And then you have to go through a period of understanding your own needs, which may or may not have actually been um, supported and grown when you were younger. Mm-hmm. So you might get to the age of 33, 34 and realize, oh my God, so many of my needs, I don't even know how to meet. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I have I have a series of relationships where I can clearly see that I wasn't able to meet those needs and that's why those things materialized. So before we even begin to sort of try and heal this, we need to recognize the obvious that up until this point in time the way that we've perceived and digested and understood relationships has never been towards, Oh, this is for how am I growing and getting closer to my own soul's individuation process. Yeah. It's been things like security or an attraction that has led to, you know, like with Ra was talking about when you learn about relationship dynamics through human design, electromagnetics, mm-hmm. you know, and, of course there are karmic dynamics that take place that pollute together so it's not invalidating that but a lot of the time we will not know or unable to process what a relationship taught us mm-hmm. and we can carry things like guilt or shame or anger particularly and mm-hmm. we can resolve that by allowing these tools to support what is inherently an attitude towards relationships which is oh, okay how, have, how am I growing from what has been this experience? What, has, what have I digested from this experience? And then you can start to see the beauty of what nonviolent communication is, which is inherently supporting the idea of each relationship being a process of recognizing your needs that leads ultimately to a deeper union with your soul that then becomes a more um, beautiful communion with not only life, but also how each person shows up as their then seeing them as their communion with their own life and their own soul journey, yeah. and that's that's where I think the huge paradigm shift can take place, and there's a danger to that as well, which is oh, okay now all of a sudden I've got to kind of I can potentially neglect things that have made me angry because it's your you know you can you can now all of a sudden sensitize like desensitize your own feelings towards a situation because you're paying attention to the other person as well so yeah. i'm also aware of how that that trap can arise naturally through focusing on this more new agey type of soul well <laughs>
1: anything that's taken to an extreme will be sure you know can be potentially um disruptive to our own growth and evolution so you know we still we need to acknowledge ourselves within the dynamics, and we need to, I mean, we're we're learning to um, hold space for all the different emotional dynamics that arise within us, and where we are currently in our evolution is like, you know, with the polarity point of Pluto, Saturn, and like the North Node in, in Cancer, we are processing a lot of emotional stuff. Yes. is surfacing for us and we are trying to create a a society or a a life that is inclusive of our emotions and anything that is suppressing that no matter what it is no matter what kind of practice or you know belief system or anything is ultimately harmful uh, yeah for us, because we are needing to like it doesn't mean that we have to act on those emotions um so, like we said in our last podcast that we shared to um Patreon on reaction versus response, it's not about acting on them, it's about like learning about where the core of those emotions you know is emanating from and where we have um had painful experiences in the past that we haven't been able to process. But um, there was something else you said that I really uh, liked, which was how our um, past, you know, conditioning, um, you know, brings in dynamics that we then have to process through. And what happens is basically we will attract um, partners that have an energetic dynamic that will symbolize something of these past relationships and bring the same story back to us again that the same things the same dynamics that we are learning to access and process and heal and you can see this really clearly with human design. That yeah. this is one way that I've I've seen it more clearly than in any other, like through the astrology or anything. And it's basically that the, because there are certain, um, like the energetic, like the channels, basically in yeah. human design in the chart, they we will be likely to attract relationships that bring those same channels into and gates into our energy field as our parents had
0: that's true it it actually it's it's, happened
1: yeah and it's really really like um like consistent i've seen this through my own relationships dating all the way back to childhood i've Um, seen it in lots of other people's relationships and this is what where we unconsciously like the people can be completely different on the outside but the dynamics they bring somehow bring the same dynamics to you again so that they affect you in a specific way or they bring out a certain like element of your consciousness and it's something that we are working through and basically what we can do is consistently live through These relationship dynamics, certain aspects of the relationships, and we relive them again and again and again in different ways. But still, until we learn to recognize this, we will keep on like attracting it into our lives. And I'm sure, you know, I'm sure you'll recognize this in yourself because we've all done this. Like, it's, it's always, everybody is doing it in some way or another. If you are, looking at yourself and you're looking at your relationships and you are processing this you will see it in some way and um, what happens is at some point when we learn to embrace our own uniqueness and individuality and stop seeking to fill this void that we think that the other will fill wherever that is we will stop attracting those same dynamics again and we'll bring in new dynamics
0: exactly i mean like to 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 illustrate what you're talking about from if you look at a human design body graph and Mm -hmm. for those of you that don't know much about human design i encourage you to you know um have a look have a look go into to jovian and go and get your birth chart or um you know cover to our website and uh, book a session with with myself or jen and the the you'll see that there are these lines and gates that you were talking about. Um, channels was mm. the correct word. Now, these channels inherently don't have a personality. So they're not like, oh, I'm doing this, or I want that. It, they're just looking for, essentially, uh, resonance. Mm. So the reason why you would naturally attract certain people is because in your own design, you're going to be, your your channels are looking for resonant energy. And people that have these, similar patterns are going to be sort of attracted to what you just like DNA. And that's how it actually works at a molecular level mm. that you attract these, these same dynamics into your life through, you know, through DNA and the pattern recognition is the key, yeah. right? And that's what another reason as to why these tools can help because you can like, you can accelerate the recognition of that pattern by going, Oh, okay. I see that you've got this, uh, this, um, 16, the line, you know, gate 16 or channel looking for it. And you attract people that have got these certain skills, and you think that you're missing these skills. And, Mm -hmm. you know, um, now you can see that and go, okay, I notice how my awareness wants to go to that place, but it's not necessarily what I should be looking for or feel like I'm wrong inside of myself. And maybe you can talk to that.
1: And it's all about, you know, recognizing that we are not lacking, we are whole Mm. in ourselves. We are not needing another person and this is especially for the Pluto and Libras, like we don't actually need another person to complete us, but the aspect of relationship can be a beautiful vehicle for us to grow through.
0: Yes. That, you know, like, if you're going to take something away from this conversation today, take that away, honestly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because, um, you know, especially, this is especially what you can actually get from understanding human design is that, there are parts of your self that are connected. Not every single person is going to have, you know, very small percentage of people don't actually have any definition in their chart. Um, but we have a specific definition that is always going to be consistent. It's always going to be who we are and that's whole within us. Mm. But we will have certain aspects of ourselves that are looking for connection. And that connection can easily be interpreted using what the mind as I need that, mm-hmm. or I should have that. And so therefore we kind of like give into that, that place. And of course, this is all happening unconsciously to a certain degree. Yeah. Um, when we recognize the wholeness in ourselves, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, the, like the, the, what those channels are and gates are trying to attract is more life experiences that transform you. hmm. And when you see it from that place, you can immediately go, oh, I'm whole. I'm not lacking. And here are experiences for me to grow into and through yeah. as a part of wisdom.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's such a beautiful way to actually heal this, this idea of inherent lack yeah. or a feeling of something missing. You know, That's not going to go away <laughs> because that's the point. When you look at it from this perspective, immediately that becomes something that's helpful. It's like, oh... I'm not missing something. I'm I'm craving des- experience, or I'm wanting experience mm-hmm. to transform through.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's really amazing um, how much depth we can, you know, explore these unconscious dynamics in ourselves and our relationships and others through these systems. I mm. mean, they are such beautiful tools. I'm so grateful to have. The you know to have them in my life and to be working with this because it brings such a a um i don't know so much beauty to life in the in the sense that it's understanding like seeing beyond the Maya. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, looking deeper, and obviously my Scorpio soul loves that. So it's just like, you know, (laughs) I I wouldn't be satisfied otherwise. So it's it's just amazing, and it never ceases to amaze me. And it's just so incredibly supportive as well, because we are all essentially walking around kind of blind, to a lot of things and we are bumping into things and getting feedback and learning about ourselves by by just bumping into things blindly all the time and we can do that that's that's absolutely fine you know if that's what feels comfortable and right and that's the way that we want to to learn just through this organic you know kind of trial and error process then we can do that and that can be perfectly fine for for one person but We do have other ways to, you know, support that process. And I think that's really what we are sharing, like how that has helped us and how we have helped many others um, using those tools because there are just so many brilliant tools to support us so that we don't have to be blind, you know, and bumping into things. We can actually have a certain amount of awareness and then we still go into life and bump into things. But yeah. when we do, we can be like, ah, oh, there's that
0: aspect. That's right. There and, it is. And in a in a really, really sort of poetic way, we're seeing life. Yeah. Like we're at, you're actually seeing life. And so it, it kind of helps us with this question of what is life? What is the meaning of my life? Mm-hmm. It's right in front of you. <laughs> It's it's so it's so there that we don't see it. It's it's hidden in plain sight.
1: <laughs> so if you were to guess our um our composite Pluto, <laughs> where would it be?
0: Yeah, that's a great that's true. Where would our composite Pluto be? <laughs> Write it in the I comments. Think we might
1: have shared it at some point, maybe, but if not, you know yeah. See if you can identify that through the way that we are through Interacting. what we Yeah, through who we are and how we show up and what we are sharing and, and what everything that we (laughs) represent is about.
0: That's right. And for those of you that are, you know, that, that know about human design, what, what do you think our auras are? (laughs) What, what, uh, what type of aura interaction do we have? It'd be interesting uh, to to hear your thoughts on that as well.
1: That would be amazing. Okay. Well, Thank you so much for joining us for another conversation. It's always a pleasure to share this space with you
0: absolutely and and don't forget that um, we've got a free evolutionary astrology uh, introduction course that's happening on the sixteenth of February so on our website uh, not on our website but
1: we'll link it below so that you can find the link yeah. to that if you want to sign up for that. It's really we're really really excited
0: about yeah, that it's That's be right. Amazing. And that will be continuing. So even if you're watching this podcast after the dates, there will be, I think, uh, recording available for that. Yeah. Um, and our Patreon as well. You know, just to to share that if you're listening to this and um, you would like to to learn more about what we do and and support, support our, our work, work in some way, yeah. Uh, Patreon is a, is a place that you can go and check that out. There's also a link in in the description as well to that. Mm-hmm. And. If you would like to have a reading with myself or, or Jen, you know, um, come over to our website or email us, and we'd be we'd be super happy to to have a conversation with you about what is essentially our passion, right?
1: Exactly. I mm. mean, we're so blessed to be working with this. What you know, our passion. So um, we will see you again um, next Friday.
0: Yep. Absolutely.
1: Okay.